0: Hey, this is Dr. Darwin. Are you looking for some mentorship, some accountability, some help with getting all of this application and getting into dental school and getting into residency and then just your life as a new dentist? Look, I'm having monthly, twice a month, live coaching sessions and office hours so we can talk about all of that. I don't want you to struggle with the application process. I don't want you to struggle uh, with getting ready for interviews. I don't want you to struggle about what list of schools and programs to apply to. We talk about all of that in our group, our monthly group called Dr. Darwin On Demand. Dr. Darwin On Demand. Check it out down below here. And then also, if you're interested and you want to get that help so you don't have to struggle anymore so that you can get some mentorship, some accountability and some help. Hit this link right here. Hit that link right there so we can get you signed up and enrolled today. Today, your future starts today. And I'm here to help you. This is Dr. Darwin. And join my members only community called Dr. Darwin On Demand. Look forward to seeing you soon, okay? Now back to this episode, enjoy. Advanced education in general dentistry. Advanced education in general dentistry. That's the topic today, guys. (laughs) Join me as we talk to who I talk to a D four. He's getting ready to graduate next week, and she's got her plans for her next steps in dentistry. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Doctor Darwin, the new dentist coach. Another episode of Ask Doctor Darwin on the new dentist podcast show, where we talk about getting into dental dental school, getting into residency, and then life as a new dentist. Guys, be sure that you are staying subscribed, but also like, comment, and share. Share is Sharing is caring so that we can continue to share information and help you and your colleagues, not only in the U.S., but around the world as well. All right. Also, this episode of Ask Dr. Darwin is being brought to you by get into dentalresidency.com right here, get into dentalresidency.com, a resource to help you match into your ideal residency program this cycle. Great resource for more details, go down below and check it out. Okay. So today we got another one, another one that has matched. All right. and But she's got a very interesting story about how she matched and she's got some moving parts that sometimes can happen during this next phase of your uh, dental education. Today, we're joined with D4, soon to be uh, doctor, Dr. Gigi, we're, we're, we're joined with uh, uh, Dr. Mayjean. Jean. Did I say right? Mayjean. That's right. May Jean Etienne. How you Ooh, doing, doc? Yeah,
1: I'm doing well, how are you?
0: Good, good. Well, I remember this time over 20 years ago, a week before graduation, uh, everything's coming, finally coming to fruition, mm-hmm. uh, so congratulations on, on that. But also, tell us a little bit more about yourself for those that are meeting you for the first time.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Maygene Etienne. Um, I am a D4, almost a graduate, at Meharry Medical College. Um, I'm originally from Long Island, New York. And I went to undergrad at Georgia Southern University, um, took a year off of school and, you know, made my way into Tennessee at Meharry Medical College. It's been a fun ride, uh, it's been a journey and it's finally coming to a close and I'm grateful for every step of the way.
0: That's great, that's great. New York, huh? New York. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's uh, now understand the connection of the sweatshirt you got on as well too. Yes, Uh, and we'll be talking about that, Um, but one of the things we want to know is is relates to your decision. You made a decision that dental students is not a mandatory decision, which is to continue your education after dental school. You made a decision to do a residency, so let's talk a little bit real quick about why a residency. Why did you decide to do a residency?
1: Okay, so I had a professor during my first year at Meharry Medical College who would always um, quote a famous quote by Bruce Lee. He would say, I fear not the man who practices 10,000 kicks one time, but I fear the man who practices one kick 10,000 times. That's exactly what I think about when I think about residency. It's the opportunity to hone in on one skill, one specialty and perfect that craft. So you're able to give, you know, the best treatment to your patients. Um, So I actually went into dental school knowing that I wanted to do a residency. Um, So I originally wanted to do orthodontics. So I just made sure that, you know, I kept my grades up and was involved in extracurricular activities and shadowed, but yeah, I. Just always love the specialty, so I kind of decided fairly early that I wanted to do a residency.
0: And 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 that's typically the story for many people who have made that decision early on. Maybe right before dental school, or maybe that first year of dental school It's like, you know what? I want to specialize. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do ortho. I want to do pedo. I want to do oral surgery. Uh, I want to do endo, whatever it is. And so, uh, but there's there's still a lot of folks even first second year that are on the other side of the fence who have mm-hmm. said all right that's fine i'm going to just go explore learn and see what what i like and for some people you, they may not even decide about a specialty as late as third year mm-hmm. uh, i've talked to many people that have been uh just recently got into pedo and mm-hmm. and a couple other programs specialty programs that really didn't it didn't really um solidify with them until late second year halfway through third year so it's a process and it's it's different for everybody right sure for sure so um so let's talk a little bit about your application because that is a process as well applying mm-hmm. to programs you have a little bit of a unique situation and 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 how you applied the the types of programs that you applied to um all of which is still a process. So share a little bit about that story as well.
1: Okay. So as I said, I went into dental school knowing that I wanted to pursue a career in orthodontics. Um, So pretty early on, I found a mentor, um, somebody who is a practicing orthodontist who was able to give me some tips. Now, when it came to first and second year, we kind of didn't Speak much on like the application process. She was more so telling me to keep my grades up, get involved in extracurricular activities, and try to shadow um, as much as I could. Now, during our third year of dental school, is when the pandemic hit. Um, And that was a little bit of a hindrance, but it also enabled me to shadow offices more because we had um, a group A, B type of schedule at school. So if I wasn't at school, I was shadowing orthodontic offices around Nashville, Tennessee. So I started that during my fall semester of third year. Now, during my spring semester of third year, I wanted to work a little bit more on what my application would look like. So I started studying for the GRE in January and I took it in March. Then in March, I started reaching out to faculty and asking them, to write me letters of recommendation. And that's something that I definitely would recommend because come May, all the faculty, they're being bombarded with emails of other students trying to get recommendation letters. So if you can ask them early and you still have time to you know cultivate that relationship in between March and May, like for instance, then do that as early as you can. And I also wrote my personal statement in April and did my CV in April as well. And that gave me time to make some edits before May came. So by the time the application um, opened in May, I had everything ready to go. Yeah,
0: that's key. Mm -hmm. Having things ready to go, Mm -hmm. especially when part of the application, your letters of recommendation, more specifically, are not dependent on you they're dependent on, yes. <laughs> on somebody else mm-hmm. and, and you are spot on uh, the earlier the better especially for those letters of recommendation because all those favorite faculty members that are your favorites guess what My favorite. <laughs> and they're everybody's favorites right so they mm-hmm. get bombarded uh uh all the time with those requests each and every year so the earlier the better. Mm -hmm. Um, with those letters of recommendation but also when you're applying to programs like ortho and even endo you want to get started with that application early Mm -hmm. endo has a much earlier uh, launching pad as far as when the application is due then comes ortho uh, because they are part of the match but they're their phase one of the match Mm -hmm. Um, ortho programs or most of them are not in match uh, less than 10 percent Uh, or a match, and they're interviewing like, you know, June, July, they are interviewing already Mm -hmm. for, uh, for endo uh, programs as well. So, um, so great timeline with regards to your application. Um, You know, also part of that application is knowing what programs or what schools that you want to apply to. And, you know, some of that, you'll make that decision after your first and second year when you are uh, able to, um, to really um, determine what program or what, what direction you're going to go into. Tell us a little bit about, um, about how you made those decisions about what programs and, uh, and why those programs as well.
1: So um, I actually went to undergrad um, in a small town, Statesboro, Georgia, really southern Georgia traditional. Um, So once I left that town, a big goal for me um, was I want to live somewhere uh, like a bigger city. I've realized being an undergrad in a small town that I definitely love being a big city, in a big city. So location was very important for me when I was trying to decide on ortho programs. Um, there's, there's a lot of people who, you know a lot of other things come into play like two year versus a three year program. Do I have to do research? Do I not have to do research? But I just know for me uh, mentally to be happy and content with where I'm at, I had to put location first. Um, so I ended up applying to like eight or 10 schools, um, but all of them were located in bigger cities. Um, looking back at it, I think that it was a good choice. I still would make that choice today because yep. Yep. I, am, I definitely think I'm happier when I'm enjoying the environment around me and work.
0: that's and that's so important because not only do you have to enjoy the the program right but you also have to enjoy where the program is located because right. depending on whether it's 1 year, 2 years, 3 years you're going to be there <laughs> for that period of time so you want to be able to be in a city that you can explore that right. there's uh opportunities that you know uh complement your personality who you are and everything so yes that's definitely uh, a good reason uh, whether you end up going to a program in a big city or not but still having that priority making that priority so that's that's good so location anything else that was important to you as far as the programs that you were looking at and where you applied
1: yes so um after location on my list was definitely a two versus, versus three-year program. Um, what I did notice about um, ortho programs in bigger cities is they tend to be three-year programs, and that's because there is a hospital that the students will do rotations at, and that third year of orthodontic Training looks like rotations in a hospital. I'm doing orthognathic training with the oral surgery residents. So that is something that I ended up looking into as well. Is there a hospital component involved during that third year of training?
0: Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, after you apply, you know, the next step is, you know, waiting. Waiting. <laughs> waiting. Waiting. Yeah. And waiting. Yes. And then you may wait some more. Mm -hmm. And the question is, people probably ask, well, what are you waiting for? You're waiting for an interview, right? You're waiting for uh, an email to say, hey, we got your application. Uh, We we like what we see. We want you to come in for an interview um, so we can talk more. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that process or that component for you and how you dealt with that.
1: Okay, so um, like you mentioned before, orthodontics is phase one. So typically your students applying to ortho, um, they'll be in the first round of people to hear back for interviews. So in May, June, July, all the way up until August is more so applications coming into school. Now, schools don't start sending interviews until if they're early, August. Um, September is around the time that you'll hear back from a majority of your schools you apply to. So like you said, I waited. And then I waited. And then I started texting people who are in ortho. And I'm like, when do I start getting nervous about waiting? And this was end of September. And I remember getting a text back from somebody and they were like, um, now, like now you start getting nervous. So, you know, I still held on to hope it was October, didn't hear anything back. Um, by this point, a lot of my classmates, they, they had a group message and they were just like, yeah, I'm getting interviews for ortho, I'm getting interviews for ortho. I had to meet that group message because I started getting a little stressed out and um, imposter syndrome starts to come into play. You start downing yourself like- yep. And then I questioned a lot did I even turn in my application right like I went back and looked at my emails um, just seeing if I got a confirmation from schools to see if it was all in and everything was all in, but at that point there's nothing you can do like you just you just sit and you wait and your fate is really in their hands. So it was late October, and I still hadn't heard anything back from any of the programs that I applied to. Not even a rejection. Like I heard Right. See,
0: that's the that's the killer part. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I mean, at least t- tell me something. At like, least so like, I know. Tell me no. You mm-hmm. know, uh, electronically or, or 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 telephone call. Like right. Like don't keep me in a mystery, please. I was
1: like, it, <laughs> the, the letter can literally say, "Dear." Um, applicant number 1,053. You didn't right. get it. And I would Something. be okay.
0: <laughs> like, right.
1: I heard nothing. And um, I just remembered um, a quote that someone had told me, and they are like, what's for you will never miss you. So I, I held on to that, and I knew that wherever, you know, I was going to end up it was going to be for me. Um, so in... November, early November, this is, November is matched for ortho. Yep. It's mid-November. Yep. So early November, I was like, you know, I obviously have to shift my plan a little bit. And I had an external rotation at school the first two weeks of November, and this external rotation couldn't have come at a more perfect time. It was at a clinic that is down the street from Meharry Medical College. It's called Matthew Walker Comprehensive Health Clinic. Um, they actually have a residency program there, um, an advanced education and general dentistry residency. This is the best two weeks of my whole dental school experience was meeting these girls, the residents there, the doctors who work there, the assistants. Um, they opened my eyes up a little bit more um, to what general dentistry could be. Um, they helped me realize that it really is about what you make it um, I think in school, you know, you have to be the assistant, you have to be the hygienist, you got to be the lab tech, you got to be the janitor, like you got to do it all. So yep. I think that kind of leaves a bad taste in some people's mouth when it comes to general dentistry. But I think yep. going on this rotation reminded me that a lot of this, I don't want to say extra work, but the, the necessary work that you have to do in dental school, you won't have to do all of that stuff when you, you know, are in the career and you're just the dentist. Yeah. Um. So, you know, match day came for ortho and I was not upset. Like I, I had accepted it very early on that I wasn't going to match. Um. And, you know, I was happy for my classmates who did. But at that point, it was time for me to revamp my application and change pivot, it.
0: Pivot, pivot, yeah. shift shift, mm-hmm. right?
1: So on November 18th, that was match day for Ortho, that's when I started writing my new personal statement. So yeah.
0: Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a quote that I just kind of put together as I'm listening to you talk which was um you know, you have to shift, you have you know, plan B, you know, just because there's different plans doesn't mean that A is better than B or C yeah. is better than D. It just means it's the next step. You have to shift. You have to pivot. And sometimes the shift is really a setup for the next step of greatness for you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how this experience um, and Matthew Walker at the, at the clinic there um, kind of, you know, prepared you for this next phase of your application. Mm-hmm add to this come back and add to this with the question Mm -hmm. okay go ahead doc so sorry uh that's okay so the question was um uh talk about this next phase of your application process being such that the plan a has now shifted to plan b
1: Um, I think what's ironic about me having to shift my application is that somebody, um, this was early May, they had told me what my backup plan was going to be if I didn't get into ortho, and I, this was a phone call, so I'm on the phone with someone, and they're just like, so what's your plan B? I hung up. Because I said, there is no plan B. Like, why would you say that? I'm going to get into ortho for sure. And lo and behold, on November 18th, I had to come up with a plan
0: B. Plan plan B is plan A. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: So,
1: um, November 18th. Yes. I rewrote my personal statement. Um, I, to be honest, I tweaked my dental school personal statement just a little bit, um, tied in my experiences I had at Meharry, but that was a good um, stepping stone to making a new personal statement. But you also have to remember at this point, November, um, GPR interviews are rolling in. AED interviews are already rolling in. So I'm applying late to the game, very late to the game. Although their applications, most of them, they close like December, November. You, the, some of them are rolling admissions. So yep. some programs are their applications closed, or it's just they're full. Like, so I knew that I had to revamp my application in a way to make me really stand out yep. at this point. Um, I tweaked my, I had to tweak my CV a lot because a lot of it was tailored to, to orthodontics. Um, so I just, you know, put in my experience working as a dental assistant. I highlighted that. And I mean, the re, all the extracurriculars still fit in well and um, my research still fit in well when it came to that. So other than personal statement and CV, I, I didn't really tweak a lot. You actually can't um, go back and tweak your um, letters of recommendation. Like there's no way for you to delete that and for it to come. So the schools I applied to saw like that most of my letters of recommendation said she's a good candidate for orthodontics. But I think that programs like GPR, AGD, they're used to seeing, you know, people roll over from that phase one application go Yeah, it them.
0: happens, <laughs> it happens all the time. And I can tell you there's a lot of programs, GPR and AGD programs, that uh, love when Additional candidates like yourself mm-hmm. come into the mix, um, mm-hmm. um, because there is an understanding that uh, you're getting candidates who are not that all all the other candidates are not. If you don't apply for a specialty, but we know that if you're didn't get in or didn't get an interview for a specialty program, um, it just means it's just a next. You know, it's the next window of opportunity for you, but you're still going to be probably one of the um, most desired candidates Mm -hmm. for the general dentistry pool because just your profile, right, Uh, as far as probably class rank, but just mindset and the determination and you got a purpose, you got a goal, not that those other candidates do not, but there's something a little bit different. About those candidates that are applying to certain specialty programs so uh it's a it's a it's a big welcome sign for a lot of uh candidates like yourself when we add you all into the mix into the uh into the candidacy mix for those uh g p r and a g d programs as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so now that you're in kind of plan b new phase um and you responded well which is you know it's not about um what happens to you but it's more about what happens um or or it's really about what you do when change happens how you respond to that and it looks like you just kind of just kept it moving
1: <laughs> okay yes and also no
0: uh-oh, uh-oh.
1: because um <laughs> You know, after match day rolls around and I'm, I'm tailoring my application towards GPR, AEGD, you're also hearing about post-match opportunities. So mm. I feel like, although November 18th was like my sign, like, come on, let's move on. A week later, I was still trying to resist that. So I looked up all the post-match or- opportunities for ortho. There were three schools. I did contact them, all three programs. One ended up filling up the spot within that week. Um, And then two, I I did apply to. um, I actually did have a post match interview for orthodontics at a program. Um, This is mid December. And I had the post match interview. And the day of my birthday party in November, I mean, in December, I found out I did not get the last spot at that ortho program.
0: You didn't get it this year
1: i didn't get it this year
0: that's right Uh, uh, (laughs) i did not get that i need i need need for those that are watching and listening Mm -hmm. to remember that you just didn't get it this cycle
1: Mm -hmm. that's it
0: okay go ahead go ahead i just want people just want to put Um, a pin just want to put a pin in that so people understand that okay okay for sure delayed does not mean denied hello so um yeah,
1: so the day I found out was the day of my birthday party, and I had a GPR interview scheduled for two days later. So that's, that's really the moment where I was like, okay, ortho is not going to be this year,
0: right. so let's move on with plan yeah. B. Let's so, keep it moving. That's right. Yeah. The train don't stop. The train, the train don't stop. stop. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. There's always, an, just because you miss one bus don't mean you're going to miss the next one. There's another one coming.
1: That's right.
0: You're going to get on the bus or you just going to be walking. So you got on the bus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's good. Good, good, good. So, um, you know, you, you, you talked a little bit about the second, uh, second phase and the shift that, that happened. Did you have some interviews? Did you have, uh, interviews for AGD? Did you have some also for GPR was it just for AGD and if you if and if it was just for AGD tell us a little bit about that day that interview day and what kind of questions anything that stuck out uh that was maybe unusual tell us a little bit about that
1: so I feel like my story is gonna get a lot more interesting um Uh I actually did not interview at any AEGD programs so what ended up happening was, like I said before, um, in November, Matthew Walker really taught me that I wanted to pursue um, a residency program in advanced education of general dentistry. So the two types of general dentistry residencies you have are GPRs, A.G.D. What I love about AUGD is that it's basically, it works like private practice. There is no um, hospital component to it. Um, so you would never, be on call. Like for instance, that's something that, right? I mean, it's somebody's ministry. It's just not mine. Um, so uh, every place I interviewed during phase two match was a GPR. Um, I actually ended up going to New York because a lot of those GPR programs were the ones that were still open. Now New York is a big city, super saturated with people, and with a big city comes, you know, very extreme trauma cases and. I interviewed at two GPR programs in New York, both being level one trauma centers. Which means
0: you're on call. You're on
1: call (laughs) and you're you're doing very um, extravagant work, uh, stuff that I wasn't trained on in dental school. I remember one resident at One Brooklyn told me that she sutured somebody's lacerated eye. Um, Now, if that wasn't enough for me, it was also 2 a.m. And I said, uh-uh, I don't know if I could be the one doing that. She said, anything neck up, they're calling the dentist. Oh, dental. And I'm like, I don't know if that is for me. That's
0: not my ministry. You yeah, said it, I, said, you said
1: I don't it. know if that's for me. Right. Um, the other GPR program that I did interview at was at, um, it was in D.C. And that was another... You know, and since that reminded me that, you know, I want to stick to the AEGD. I don't think that this is the type of general dentistry that if I decide to pursue a career in general dentistry long term, that I would be doing anyways. So I want my training to be more tailored to what I'm going to see private practice.
0: Right.
1: So NYU Langone is a very special AEGD program. They have locations in basically every state um, in the U.S., now the catch with them, their application was open late for me to be able to apply mm-hmm. in November. However, most of those programs only take two residents per year. So, and some of them are rolling admissions. So although those were the only AEGD programs that I did apply to, most of them were full. So I that's probably why I, that's actually the reason why I didn't get any interviews at any AEGD programs during
0: face two interview season gotcha mm-hmm. gotcha but you you've got a sweatshirt on that tells us a little bit and it doesn't say meharry it doesn't. Uh, and it doesn't say georgia southern when you went to undergrad no, it
1: doesn't. uh
0: so the, the, there's a reason and there's a process on how well there's a reason why you have that sweatshirt on and there's a reason why it says what it says
1: mm-hmm. so h-
0: how did that come about
1: Okay, so phase two match day came. And at this point, I'm a pro at post-match. I know exactly <laughs> how this process goes. So the I think it's it's a couple of days before match. Yep. I get an email and it's like, okay, you know, I'm very excited about this email actually because I didn't get this experience phase one. And it's like, okay, you can put in your rank now. And I'm looking at the email and I'm remembering something that the program director at One Brooklyn said. He explained to us that match is kind of like a contract. Once you match somewhere, um, I don't wanna say you're obligated to go, but you know it looks very bad if you back out basically. So I did not want to be committed to somewhere where my heart wasn't in it all the way. Absolutely. So when it came time to match, I made the decision to not rank any program that I interviewed at. I what? said I didn't rank any, I had three programs, but I said GPR is not for me.
0: Now, now let me just say, mm-hmm. those that are listening and watching, this happens, what Dr. Gigi's talking about, this happens, but it doesn't happen a lot or I should say it's not documented that it happens a lot Mm -hmm. it is something that can happen especially for the reasons that you just mentioned where if your heart's not in it it don't feel right you know don't put the place a plate a program down where you don't feel like you want to be at Mm -hmm. because if you do match guess what you're matched and you're stuck Mm -hmm uh and he, and even while you're there if you don't have that warm fuzzy feeling about the program the program's going to know it the program director's going to know it the other residents going to know it mm-hmm. and granted you're getting paid you're learning but it's not it, it's just not going to be a good fit so um there are times when I I recommend what you just did which is don't put it down mm-hmm. don't don't put a place down where you don't see yourself at because it's a waste of the program's time and, and most importantly, it's a waste of your time as a candidate and you don't have time to waste, you know Uh, Mm -hmm. you've already spent eight plus years to get to become Dr. So-and-so you want to get moving in your career. You want to get to that next step, whether it is some additional training. So you don't want to waste another year, being at a place where it's not, it's not going to be conducive for your learning. So just wanted to mention that because that, again, this does happen, but maybe not as much uh, as, as people realize that it, that it happens.
1: Mm -hmm. And like you said too, well, yeah, at this, a year, I know it doesn't seem like a lot of time, but I wanted to be able to be in a in an environment where I was happy because right, ultimately right. that affects your quality of work to your patients. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not coming in with a good attitude every day, if I'm not happy about where I am, I'm not, I'm probably going to not give the best work to my patients. And I did not <clears throat> want that to right. my patients. Yeah. So yeah, I ranked nobody and I said I'm just going to wait for postmatch to come along. If the list for ortho was three programs, I'm sure the list for GPR A G D will be a lot longer. Yes. And it was.
0: It was. It, it, it was. was a
1: very extensive list. So, so
0: so what so what about Columbia did you like?
1: Okay. So to be very honest with you, I don't even remember Uh, most of the schools I applied to when it came to post-match I was looking at the list and I saw the numbers I'm like okay it's kind of um a race at this point schools if somebody didn't match and they already interviewed them they're probably going to get top priority over somebody who didn't match who they've never met before so you kind of have to move very quickly when it comes to post-match the list comes out an hour after match so you're just on the computer an hour after match and you're scrolling and you're looking up. Yeah. I had two screens. So one screen, I'm looking at the, The post match, the other screen. I'm looking up the school, the program director, the email, the contact information. Then my friends at the kitchen table looking up another school for me, the program director, the contact information. I'm I'm forwarding the emails to my friends. They're sending them. You got to move very quickly when it comes. Very fast. Very fast. So blessed to have a very supportive group of friends who were really there for me that day to help me out. Um. So Columbia. They were on the list, and um, originally, like I said, I am, a, I am from New York. Um, my parents are actually immigrants from Haiti, so they, when they move to America, they hear all the big-name schools. They hear Harvard, UPenn, Columbia, and it's kind of ingrained into you at a very young age. You're gonna go to Ivy League school. That's it. <laughs> no if, ands, or buts. Not only that, but you're gonna either become a doctor or a lawyer. You know, very
0: fortunate right, from right. my
1: experience that I actually wanted to be be a dentist for my own reasons. Um, so I kind I knew about Columbia from a young age. My dad actually drove taxi, uh, when he first moved from Haiti in New York. While so you know I would be in the backseat with him driving. We would see it and. To me, at a young age, it was just another school that I saw all the time. I didn't understand, you know, the caliber of of student that was at a university like that. Um, but I did end up following um, a resident on Instagram, and I followed her for a long time. But I don't think it ever clicked in my head that this girl goes to Columbia University and she's an AEGD resident. Until I was looking at the post-match schools and waiting, I remember scrolling through my timeline and seeing her and just liking a picture. I'm like, the location says Columbia University. I'm like, is this a sign?
0: sign?" But,
1: um, you know, I shut Instagram down, didn't think anything of it. And at this point, this is the third time I'm in a waiting game, the third time this year. So you just shut your devices down and you just wait. You wait to hear a response.
0: So three. It's so the third time. Three is the magic number. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Used to be a song, They La Soul." Check mm-hmm. it out. Three is the magic number, right? The Trinity. Yeah. Right. The 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 uh the uh your your true calling, your ministry happened mm-hmm. after the third time. After the third mm-hmm. time, there you go, there you go. Um. So. Now that everyone knows what the, why you have that sweatshirt on, you you will be taking your talents to uh to Columbia University, yeah. to do the AGD program.
1: But yeah, it's a very full circle moment. Um I um, I would have never imagined that I would be able to say that I'm going to Columbia University. Um I think, like I said before, this is a very full circle moment um, being that, you know, I was young and we would drive by there all the time and then my parents would always talk about it and
0: yep, yep. here I
1: am and I would not trade any part of my journey this past year for an ortho, I have nothing, like this yeah. is absolutely mind-blowing, incredible and I just never imagined that I would be in the position that I'm in going to where I'm going to go.
0: Well, you're definitely going to Columbia. Uh, uh, but how you got there is a, has been a journey to say Mm -hmm. the least. Um, as we wrap up, I I really want us to, uh, just to really focus now on tips, advice, knowing what you know, what you've been through in this, uh, ministry of three to get Mm -hmm. to Columbia. Um, some people that are watching and listening <clears throat> may have a similar journey. Uh, they may not know where, where the path may take them, this upcoming uh, application cycle. So, so what are some tips and some advice that you would uh, wanna share with them, like three or four different things, knowing what you know now about this process?
1: Um, my first piece of advice would definitely be do not doubt yourself. I think early November, um, imposter syndrome really kicked in. And I was just thinking that, you know, maybe I didn't do the right things. Maybe I could have gotten a higher grade on this. Um, Maybe I didn't meet enough people, but do not doubt yourself. Always be confident in what you brought to the table and just, you know, keep the faith. Know that you are a good applicant. Know that you made it through dental school. That's already an accomplishment in itself. Like you are 100% capable of becoming a resident. Um, The second piece of advice, this is like my life motto, and I've already said it during our talk. What's for you will never miss you. Mm. If the opportunity does not come, know that it was not an opportunity for you. Um, Like I said, I never imagined I that I would end up where I'm going. Um, it wasn't even a thought in my mind to apply to Harvard or UPenn or Columbia for ortho, but look where I'm going for AUGD. What's for you will never miss you. Um, something else that my friend told me when I got um, a post-match interview, and I already said it during this interview too, delayed does not mean denied. So, you know, eventually I may decide to come back for ortho and I'll probably get there. Just know that your opportunity is always there. It's always yours for the taking. It <laughs> may take a little bit longer, but you know, the end goal is still the same. Yeah. Um, Another piece of advice I would give is start early because like me, you might have to end up Tweaking some things, shifting some things, but if you start early, you give yourself the time to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, that's key. Mm-hmm. That's key. Uh, it gives you time, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you the ability to leverage time if you start earlier, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, so that's good. Any anything else as we wrap up? Anything? I mean, those those four are, are are just are the bomb. Don't doubt yourself. Uh, what's for you? We'll never miss you. Delayed does not mean denied. Start early. What else? Anything else? What
1: else? Um, not off the top of my head, but <laughs> to be very transparent with you, I am a quote person, yes. so I yes. have a list of quotes on my phone, so if yep. y'all want to hear quotes, I make a list every single year for my birthday about like 26 things I've learned in my 26 years of life 25 things I've learned so yeah if you need any encouragement advice a quote a pick me up I'm your girl
0: good good well that's that that's a great segue into how people can get in contact with you they have some questions and uh just want to so they can maybe go into a little bit maybe you can go a little bit more depth with them what's the best way to contact you
1: Um, currently the best way to contact me, this is not a plug, but it's probably Instagram DM. I have had a lot of pre-dental students message me on there and I'm pretty good about messaging y'all back. Um, my handle is at it's May Jean. It's spelled I-T-S-M-A-Y-J-E-A-N. Also, you can reach me via email. Um, my email is Etienne at gmail.com spelled m-e-d-g-i-n-e-e-t-i-e-n-n-e at gmail.com and I'll get back with you and we could talk dentistry
0: well we have definitely have talked dentistry today we talked about life after dental school as part of dentistry and residency and uh, it's been very helpful uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this we've enjoyed talking with Dr. Gigi next week it'll be officially Dr. Gigi no. Are they- are, are, are they gonna put that on your on your on your diploma, Dr. Gigi? I'm gonna put it on my. Diploma.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that's right. Well, you deserved all the time, uh, energy, and perseverance. Uh, that's the word of the day as well mm-hmm. that you put into this. You can put whatever you want on your diploma because you've okay. earned it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just very thankful that we've earned your time today, so you can share us about share with us your journey. So. It's been very helpful. Guys, check out these next set of videos. Hopefully these will be helpful for you as well. And guess what? That's our time. Love, peace, and smiles. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Let's go, New York. New York. York. (laughs) Thanks. Hope you liked that one. It was a favorite of mine as well. Stay tuned as we have more episodes just like that. Until then, love. Peace and smiles. See you next time.